0: Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is a little mini bonus episode that I wanted to share with you following a recent event that I participated in. So this morning I was invited to speak on an expert panel of obesity physicians and obesity patient advocates to the media. And there were probably 12 different media outlets represented in the room. And the purpose of the event was to change the narrative around obesity and help the media understand that obesity is a real medical condition. It's not a lifestyle choice. It's not a moral failing on the part of the individual, but it's a complex chronic medical condition that warrants a multi-pronged approach to treatment. And I thought, you know what? This would be a great message to share with my audience because I think so many of us need this reminder and this would be a really nice little clip to share with your friends and family if you're feeling a bit frustrated that you know there's ongoing weight bias and stigma, maybe within your friend circle or your family members, and you really need some language to help them understand why we call obesity a disease. So if I were to ever give a five-minute TED Talk on obesity management and obesity as a disease, this would be it. I hope you enjoy, and I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Sasha at SashaHighMD.com, because I think this can be a really powerful discussion around understanding obesity as a medical condition and what that means in terms of accessing effective treatment for our patients. Despite extensive research from the scientific community showing that our genetics and epigenetics influence body weight regulation and that the brain plays a central role in the development of obesity, and that hormones like leptin, ghrelin, insulin, GLP-1, are responsible for appetite and cravings and the drive to eat. The challenge that we continue to be up against within the healthcare community, within media, and within society at large is the ongoing belief that people with obesity just aren't trying hard enough. Ask any of my patients with obesity how many diets they've tried in their lifetime. Ask them how much money they've spent on personal trainers and nutritionists and diet plans. Ask them how much of their mental energy every single day goes toward what foods they're allowed to eat or not allowed to eat, or whether they're on their plan or they should be beating themselves up for not being on their plan. I can tell you that my patients have tried very hard. In fact, most of them have tried every diet out there. If obesity were addressed simply by trying harder, we would not have the obesity epidemic that we are seeing across the Western world. The biggest sham from diet culture is that it promises to be the solution while simultaneously contributing to the problem. Telling people to restrict more and punish themselves in the name of health or beauty. And that they should be able to just eat to their calorie count. Causes even greater distress to people who are already trying to willpower away a real medical condition. To help you understand the lived experience of so many of my patients, I want you to imagine for a moment you decide you're going to lose weight. So you research the latest diet that says... These foods are bad, and if you stop eating them, you will have bikini body by summer. And be sure you create a caloric deficit of at least 500 calories per day, and also work out for 60 minutes four times a week, and make sure that you exercise in a fasted state because that's really going to burn the fat right off. So you restrict, you muster up all your willpower to not eat. You throw out all your favorite foods, and you tell your friends you can't go out. For dinner for the next three months. And all the while, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your brain is sending out starvation signals. Your hunger is revved up. You have crazy strong food cravings. You're at the office, but all your brain is thinking about is when you can have your next meal. You can't even concentrate because you are so preoccupied with food thoughts. And because you're trying not to eat, but You're being bombarded with all these thoughts about eating. You blame yourself for being a terrible person who just doesn't have enough willpower to do this right. This is what it's like for so many of our patients who are living in a thin, obsessed, diet-crazed world. And obesity affects 30% of the Canadian adult population. So this is a big number. Not only are people experiencing fat shaming from society around them, but many are also experiencing this deep internalized shame from their self-perceived moral failing. And this is really hard for a naturally thin person to understand. It's hard to understand why someone can't just control themselves. It's hard to understand that subconscious parts of our brain receiving input from our intestinal hormones and adipose tissue hormones, these parts of the brain are actually driving the food cravings and driving the strong desire to eat, driving that insatiable appetite and therefore directing our behaviors. This is what so many people describe as food noise. We tend to believe that our behaviors are purely volitional, but the truth is that our conscious choices are heavily influenced by genetically determined signals in the brain that dictate how much we crave sweet, salty, crunchy, whether we can be satisfied with just one. And then we have a brain that is at all costs defending against fat loss. People with obesity do not have this disease for lack of wanting or lack of trying. But the message of hope is that with appropriate medical and psychological and behavioral supports. When we address the brain, when we address the psychology of behavior and metabolic health and the physiology of appetite and food cravings, and we empower people to rise above the fat shame that has been so prevalent, then finally, people who have been living with obesity can achieve the health and wellness that they deserve. I would love to invite you in joining me and changing the narrative around obesity. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.